Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Before you sit down, point to somebody and say, God bless you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Three people. That's it. You four, disobedience. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. We're in a, in a two-part mini-series, amen, of the Pentecostal fire. Amen. I started this a couple of weeks ago, amen, and so I want to bring part two of that message today. Amen. So we learned that the Holy Spirit, come on, is the one who empowers us, say empowers me, empowers us to be his witnesses. If you look in the book of Acts chapter 1, verse 4, it says this, on one occasion, while he, speaking of Jesus, was eating with him, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. Somebody say, wait. wait. For the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. In Acts 1, 8, it goes, it says, but you will receive power. Somebody say power. 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 Come on, power. When The word power here is a very, this, this is an explosive power. This is, this is I'm talking about a, a boom. Somebody say boom. Come on, somebody, somebody say something just happened. Come on. This, I'm not talking about this is a, a power. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just, you can't really describe the full, full, full uh, understanding what, what, the, what the writer's writing here of the power. It's really an explosive boom power that he's talking about. But he says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witness. Say, I'll be a witness. Somebody say, I'll be a witness. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and all of Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Come on, what we need is Pentecostal fire. Somebody say fire. 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 Come on, somebody say fire. Here we go. Say it one more time. Oh, come on, you can do a lot better than that. Come on. Woo, come on. Pentecost, we need some fire in this place. If we're going to do anything. Some of you guys like forgot where you came from. I'm a hallelujah. Come on, when you're at the party, you're like, oh, fire. You're like, fire. You get all sophisticated now, Hallelujah. But we need the Pentecostal fire to fall on us if you and I are going to make a difference uh, in our lives and in this world. So uh, what we need and what the church needs today is the Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody say Holy Spirit. Come on, we need our friend. He's a person that wants to be and hang out with you and be with you. Amen. We need his help can somebody say yes so i want to look at two more areas that the holy spirit helps us in amen are we ready come on somebody say pastor i'm ready tell your tell your neighbor put your seatbelt on we're going for a ride come on 
Come on, the, the Holy Spirit helps us, amen. It helps us to be transformed. How many know that we need transformation? Come on, Jesus died on the cross that we wouldn't remain the same. Come on, he died on the cross to set you free. He died on the cross to bring transformation in your mind, in your head, the way you think, the way you walk, amen. Come on, he didn't die on the cross that you can stay the same. Tell your neighbor you need to change. Woo, you hear my throat? My, my voice is going to go out today, man. It's going out. But that's all right. Because I got fire. Mm. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, come on. You get some of this fire, you get some joy. <laughs> I say you get some of this fire, you get some joy, amen. Come on, if you you all sucked up and dried up, amen, what you need is some Holy Ghost fire to bring some joy inside of you that you can shout and you can declare who he is. Somebody say, give me some fire. Fire helps us to be, to be transformed. Come on, if we are to be the witnesses, we need Pentecostal fire. The fire that brings transformation and the Holy Spirit our friend helps us in this area. If you turn to the book of Acts chapter 2 now, verse 1 to 4, it says this. <coughs> it says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together, somebody say together, in one place. And suddenly, like a, a blowing of a violent wind came, or a mighty rushing wind from heaven, and filled the whole house they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. Somebody say fire. That separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them, say me, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other tongues or other languages as the Spirit enabled them. Now let me ask you a question that I want you to think about. What language does the Holy Spirit speak? Come on, does he speak English? Does he speak Spanish? How about Cholo? It's Cholo, even a language, amen, hallelujah. You know what, what, the, what the Holy Spirit speaks? He speaks spirit. It's spirit. He speaks who he is. He is, speaks spirit. Why were there symbols of fire when the Holy Spirit came upon them in that upper room? Listen, fire is a symbol of transformation. Come on. Fire, listen church, you got to catch this, tell your neighbor, catch this. Fire changes, listen, changes anything it touches. Come on, how many want some fire? Well, it has to touch you. Come on, if you want the fire, let me tell you, this Holy Spirit, this Pentecostal fire that I'm speaking about in these messages, when it touches you, it changes you. Come on, I said it changes you. Uh, come on, uh, it brings a transformation. It, it refines, it purifies. And listen, it burns away all those things in your life that are useless. They just fall to the ground. I don't know about you, but I want some Pentecostal fire. Come on. If you want to change your stinking thinking, 
If you want to change who you are and your struggles in your life and you say, man, I, I'm tired of being this. Amen. I'm sick and tired of, of being sick and tired. I'm tired of falling into the same same hole. I'm tired of, 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 of getting trapped in the in the things and the lies of the enemy. And what you need is a, a transformation that comes by the Pentecostal fire. Amen. Because when it touches you, it changes you. Amen. It refines you. Amen. And it makes you a brand new person. Somebody say yes. yes. Maybe you're going to have to maybe finish this message. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <clears throat> Let's look at some of the ways the Holy Spirit works to transform us. The Holy Spirit took a group, listen, a group of fishermen. Come on, he, he took former prostitutes. He took ex-religious leaders. He took tax collectors. He took religious people and formed them into a group united, which he called the church. Somebody say the church. Come on, listen. Listen. Tell your neighbor, listen. Listen, Jacob. Jacob was a cheater. Peter had a temper. David had an affair. Noah got drunk. Jonah ran from God. Come on, Paul was a murderer. Gideon was insecure. Miriam was a gossiper. Come on, Martha was a worrier. Come on, Thomas was a doubter. Sarah was impatient. Come on, Eli or Elijah was moody. Moses stuttered. Abraham was old. Lazarus was dead. I was an alcoholic. I'm here to let you know that the Holy Spirit can transform anyone by the power and the fire of God. Amen. They were touched. The fire touched them and changed them. Can somebody say amen? amen. Don't tell me he can't change your life. Don't tell me that God can do something in your life. Don't tell me that that's how you know God can change you. Read a list of men and women in the Bible that got touched by the fire of God and changed them. Second Corinthians 12, 9 and 10 says this three times. Somebody say three times, three times or three different times. I begged the Lord. Take it away. Somebody say, take it away. How many want some things taken away? Come on. How many want some things? I'm serious. How many things want you, you, you want inside of you taken away? Can, can you think of some things in your life right now? They say, God, I want this removed. God, I, I don't want to be that person. I, I don't want to think like that. Amen. I, I don't want to be moody. I, I don't want to be angry. I, I don't want to be, uh, you know, doubt, doubtful. Amen. I, I don't want to come. How many, am I talking to anyone in this house today? Uh, come on. Uh, how many have some things that say, I don't want to be this? Says three times. I beg the Lord to take it away. Paul was in the point of his life that says, I don't want to be this anymore. I don't want to be who I was. Paul was a murderer. I don't want to be this anymore. I found the truth. Amen. My eyes are open. Amen. To who God is. Amen. And I need the fire to change my heart and my mind and the way I talk and think. Amen. And so Paul, here he is. I'm begging. Take it away. And each time the Lord answered my grace. Come on, say his grace. 
is all you need. It's all you need. We try to figure it out. We're trying to, we're trying to do it our way. We're trying to do it this way. We're trying to get into programs and all this stuff. And all that stuff is good. But how many know you just need the Holy Ghost? <laughs> His grace is enough, church, for you. He says, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weaknesses. So I am glad to boast about my weaknesses so that the power of Christ, listen, can work through me. Did you catch that? Come on, I, I'm not ashamed to say I'm weak. Because when I say I'm weak, then I become strong. Come on, somebody. So here he is. He's declaring, I got weaknesses. But you know what? I declare that. I boast about it so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why, he goes on to say, I take pleasure in my weaknesses. And in insults and hardships and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. His grace is sufficient, church. His power makes us perfect in our weakness, amen. The Pentecostal fire, amen. The Holy Ghost fire is, helps us, amen. Somebody say, fire. fire. Boom, boom, boom. Fire. fire. Boom, boom, boom. You guys are, you guys are off, amen. It's all right. As long as you get the fire. Because some, some of you guys, I'm, I'm here to let you know, don't get mad at me. Some of you guys are not going to have rhythm when you get to heaven. <laughs> you're, you're not going to get it. You're like, fire. <laughs> and there'll be others like, fire, going in. But it's all right. As long as you get in, it's all that counts, amen. So it's all right. It's all right. Tell your neighbor it's all right. <laughs> oh, you, you, you got a little rhythm there, though, bro. You got a rhythm. Holy Spirit will give you some rhythm. You just let loose and don't try to, don't try to fake it. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of you guys practiced before. <laughs> now, Mary, man, just just let the Holy Spirit just lead you. Amen. Hallelujah. See, the Holy Spirit took a bunch of, of drunks, potheads. Thieves, connivers, selfish people, lawbreakers, ex-cons, and, and you can add anything else in your life that I'm not mentioning, and he formed PCLV. Come on, I'm talking about you guys. Oh, yes, there's ex-cons here. Don't look at them. <laughs> Woo. And they pick up the offerings. <laughs> And it's all there. God changes people. Holy Ghost fire does that. There's a transforming power through the Holy Spirit and Pentecostal fire. Listen, church, listen. Every saint has a past. Every saint has a past. You have a past. But every sinner has a future. Come on, somebody. You have a future. Amen. Come on, if you're a sinner in the past, there's a bright future for you. See, before Pentecost, the disciples were scared. Look at your neighbor and say, why are you all scared? <laughs> Don't be scared. Listen, before Pentecost, listen, the church, before Pentecost, they all lacked faith. Before Pentecost, they didn't fully understand God's plan. 
But after Pentecost, come on, somebody say, well, after Pentecost, after the Pentecostal fire fell, amen, it's a different story now. After they waited, and and that's the key, church, uh, some of you guys need to wait. Come on, tell your neighbor, wait. Wait. Some of you guys got to wait, amen. Don't go ahead of God. Don't try to push God. Don't try to get ahead of God. Don't try to make things happen, amen. But wait on God. Come on, somebody say, just wait on God. Come on, you just got to wait, amen. You guys rush to get married. You rush to find a spouse. You rush to do this. You rush to do that, amen. And And God says, I didn't even tell you to go. He wasn't it. She wasn't it. I'll fix it. But that wasn't my plan. Why? Because you got a hit of God. It's the truth. Tell your neighbor, wait. See, after they waited. See, before them, they lacked. Before them, they, 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 they didn't understand. But they listened. Listen. Listen, listen. <laughs> they listened. And that's, that's a key, church. Obedience. They listened to who God placed over them. I want you to catch that. They listened to the leaders that God placed in their lives. Came underneath and they, they waited. They waited on God. They waited. And, they, and, and, and after they waited, they became full of faith. They, they, they became bold and fearless. Tell your neighbor, wait. Come on, you want some of this? How many want to be bold? How many want to be fearless? Come on, how many, how many want to be full of faith? Come on, then tell your neighbor, wait. They waited, amen, and through that waiting, they, they got filled with boldness, fearless, amen. Then they understood, listen, God's plan. Don't try to read the scriptures real fast to figure God's plan out. We want, to, we want to go to the end of the book. Okay, we win. I, I already know that. <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of things in between that part and that part. But there's a lot of waiting part in between. Tell your neighbor, wait. Come on. They waited. And all this was added to them. Faith, boldness, fearfulness, amen. Uh, or fearlessness, amen. Uh, they understood God's plan. And listen, they were united like never before. The church was united like never before. There was no arguments in the church. No disagreement. Doesn't say, well, I don't like that shirt. <laughs> they, they, they didn't say things like that. They were united in love with one another church. Because they waited. They listened. They obeyed. And submitted to the to the leadership of the church and God moved. That is how the church looks like. Want to see how the church was supposed to be looked like? Look, read the book of Acts. That's the church. That's who we need to model. That's who we need to bring back again. If you don't know, God's rebuilding his church. He really is. The shutdown caused a rebuilding. The shutdown caused a restriction. The shutdown caused walls to be removed and fallen. The shutdown exposed who you really are. (laughs) Hallelujah. Oh, it exposed you. Oh, 
People panicked. People got scared. Why? They weren't waiting. God was telling us to wait. God was telling us to listen. God was saying, sit at my feet. I'm going to give you instructions. It's not a time to panic. It's not a time to freak out. It's a time to rebuild. And I'm going to expose things inside your life that you, don't, you thought you didn't have. Ooh, the flesh came out. I smell it. <laughs> oh, come on. There was flesh. Churches were talking bad to other churches. They weren't united. Go do a rewrite. This, I mean, they were, they were, they were, there was a disagreement. There was, there was nothing common. There was nothing in agreement. There was nothing uh, united. There was nothing as, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Well, what's God telling you to do? You got to listen. Church was united in love. That's how the church looks. Nothing before this event ever took place, ever, listen, ever welded them into one united force in the Pentecostal fire that fell that day. The Pentecost united them. And when they were united, they began to declare. They declare who he was. Peter, Peter preached his message, amen, and three souls, three thousand, three thousand, three thousand souls got added. Come on, though, that's, that's some fire there. The, the declaration started. It took the fire of God, the fire of God's spirit to do this. To burn away division, to burn away misunderstanding, to burn away confusion, to burn away doubt, second guessing, uncertainties, hatred, and all that other junk, and united them as the church. It took repentance, obedience, and coming under the leadership that God provided for them to become the church. Let me give you a little illustration on this. There's a story of a blacksmith who had two pieces of, of, of iron that he wanted to make one piece. And it goes on to say that he took them as cold as they were and as hard as they were, and he began to hammer them with all his might. But the two pieces would not unite. Then he remembers something that he should have never forgotten. He put the two pieces of iron and he threw him into what? Fire. fire. He took him into fire, and then he took him out, and he laid one on top of the other, and with a couple blows of the hammer, the soon two became what? One. See, no one church who is cold, who is hard, cannot unite. But when the Holy Spirit fire comes up, on you, he will unite us and you and I into one. Come on, somebody. Somebody say fire. fire. Somebody say, I need some fire. See, when we're thinking of our, ourselves individually, thinking oneness, hard, cold, you, you'll never unite. You'll never come together. But we can get into the fire with our insecurities, with our doubts and everything else. Say, God, burn these things away from me because I want to be united in your body. I don't want to divide it. I want to come under it and I want to submit to it. 
and I want you to form inside of me and burn away my thoughts. What the world has put inside of you. Media has polluted your minds. News has polluted your minds. Facebook has polluted your minds. And, it, and we don't think so, but it did happen. Our, our minds are not right. And we're not united. And so we listen to the opinions of different people, and the, even they can be godly people that are putting these things in there, but it's not of God. and causes division. So people get hard, people get cold, and they won't unite. We got to get into the fire. We got to pray for the Holy Ghost fire to fall on us again to unite us as one church. The Pentecostal fire. Can somebody say amen? amen? That's what makes the church work today. The church needs the Holy Spirit fire, the Pentecostal fire to bring the transformation that we need. There's never been a program that has changed and transformed the lives of people. Not, no book can do that, amen. Not AA or triple A, amen. Or any of those A's, amen. But only the Holy Spirit fire, amen. The Pentecostal fire is all you need, church, in your lives, amen, to burn away those impurities in your life. It started with the 12. It went to the 70. To the 120 in that upper room that got filled with a Pentecostal fire. And they came down from that, from that upper room, amen, and they turned this world upside down. A fire, listen, that is still burning today. The church was birthed in the power of the Holy Spirit, amen, and fire fell on the day of Pentecost. Listen, our world will not be transformed. You and I will not be transformed until the church is transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit, transformed by the power of the Pentecostal fire that falls upon our lives, church. We need, say, I need the Pentecostal fire. Somebody say fire. fire. See, the next thing, church, we as believers, say that, say me. We as believers cannot afford to ignore, listen, ignore his presence. Matthew chapter 3, 11 says this, I will baptize you with water for repentance. This is John speaking. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and, and, and. Acts chapter 2, 3 says this. They saw what seemed to be tongues of what? Of? Of? That separated and came into rest on each of them. See, the fire that appeared on the heads of each of the believers in that upper room has a connection. Listen, church, I want you to follow me, amen, has a connection to the Old Testament. When Moses uh, was dedicating the tabernacle, the presence of the Lord was there. And in Leviticus chapter 9, 24, it says this, fire, somebody say fire, fire, fire came down from the from the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offerings and the fat portions on the altar. And when the, all the people saw this, they shouted for joy and fell down on their faces. When Solomon 
was dedicating the temple. The presence of the Lord was also there. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 1, it says this. When Solomon finished praying, what, is, what it says? Fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and sacrifice, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The supernatural fire of the presence of God fell on each of these sacrifices. This indicated to the people that God accepted the tabernacle, that God accepted the temple as his dwelling place. Don't get lost here. Did you see the connection? Did you see what God did there in the Old Testament? Come on, somebody disagree with me. Let me start over. Did you see it? <laughs> Do you see the connection? Do you see what happened there? Amen. What, what, what brought the change? What brought it in? It was what? It was what? Okay, fire. You got it? Somebody say, I got it. Go, go like this to me. I got it. Okay. Got the fire. All right. Don't, don't lose the fire. Come right now. You guys got the fire. You just went like that. Don't, don't, don't lose it. Hold on. Put in, hold on to that fire. Put it in your pocket. Put it in your heart. I put mine on around a chain. It's always right here. It's just, just hanging right here. Okay? You see the connection? Tell your neighbor, here we go. We're going to go forward now. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament used the term temple. Okay? I want you to catch that. To indicate that under the new covenant, our body, say my body, are the temple of the Holy the Holy Spirit, what? Fire. Come on. Your, your body is the temple, what? Of the Holy Spirit. Say that with your temple. Say my temple is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I want you to see the connection now, okay? From the Old Testament, the tabernacle, the temple, amen. Come on, he, he, he brought with fire, amen. Now, here he uses the term temple in the new covenant of, of our bodies. It says in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19, Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? Whom you have received from God, you are not of your own. Come on, tell your neighbor, you don't belong to yourself no more. When you have the Holy Ghost fire and, that, and the Holy Spirit is living from you, you cannot think as an individual anymore. You cannot think. You got to think as a us. You got to think of we. You got to think of the church. You got to think of the body. Amen. It's not about your opinion anymore. It's about what God's opinions is. Come on, what his word says. Amen. Come on, you are not no longer of yourself. You belong to God. Say, I belong to God. See, if you want to do what you want to do, you don't belong to God. If you want to do what you want to do, you don't belong to God. So next time you want to do something, you got to make sure that it's okay with God. Oh, my Lord. Next time you want to do something in your life, amen, and you're wondering if this is not good or not good, then it's not good, amen. Come on. If you want to do something to yourself, do something to your body, do something to whatever it is, if it does not line up with God, then you don't belong to God. Hello? I'm trying to get you to heaven. 
I'm trying to let the holy Pentecostal fire fall in your lives and burn away these things, these selfish things, these selfish acts that are in our lives. We need to repent, church. Oh, my Lord. God, this is your temple. How can I do what I want to do when you lay down your life for me? And then you take residence inside of me. Yet I want to think that, that. And I want to do this. And I want to do that. And you know, I don't ask you anymore. I just do what I want to do. It's a feeling. It's emotion. I move. It's not that bad. And God is grieved. The Bible says we grieve the Holy Spirit. And we do selfish things and we don't consider him who's living inside of us. God, forgive us. Church, I, I'm, I'm preaching to myself too. God, I don't want to grieve you no more. God, I don't want to just think independently anymore. I want to be united with you and I want to be united to your church, your body. I don't want to fight. I don't want to be the church that you rebuke like in the book of Revelation. I want to be the church of Philadelphia full of love, united. I want to be that church. I want to think, you know what, this and that and no, no, I want to I want to flow. I want to be part of. You're not of your own. You're bought with a price, church. See, at Pentecost, each of the believers in that upper room had tongues of fire over them. That's what they've seen. They've seen images of fire over them. Amen. It was a supernatural fire that fell from heaven once again. The fire of the Old Testament that fell on the tabernacle in the, in the temple once again fell on this, this temple right here. Are you catching it? It fell right there upon them, church. Listen, God sent down his own fire to just... I need some water. Tell, you, tell, tell me. Somebody's telling me, slow down, Pastor. Slow down. Okay. God sent down his own fire to demonstrate, and I want you to catch this, church, that from now on, he would accept the temple, our bodies, say my body, as his dwelling place. Come on, somebody. Did you catch that? Meaning that the believer is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The church will now become the dwelling place of God's Spirit. We, say I, we are the church. The church is not where we go, church. The church is who we are. As the, Holy, as the temple of the Holy Spirit, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 tells us that we no longer belong to ourselves. We're no longer, it's no longer about you anymore. It's not what you want to do, amen. It's but what God wants us to do. See, 1 Corinthians 6.20 goes on to say that you were bought at a price. Uh, there's a scripture that says a high price. Come on, you weren't cheap. Tell your neighbor, I'm not cheap. Come on, there was value placed on you. You were bought at a high price. The devil wanted to take you to hell. The devil says, this is mine. And God says, I will pay the highest price for my son, for my daughter. Amen. My blood will cover everything. Come on, give them back to me. 
and his blood broke the chains that had his link to the devil, to our past, to the bondages of sin, amen. And the blood of Jesus, come on, broke those very chains and set you and I free, church. You were bought at a high price. Come on, he didn't go to he didn't go to the 99 cent store for you. <laughs> You're not a 99 cent Christian. Come on. I'm a Nordstrom Christian. I don't even know what's out there anymore. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. He didn't, he didn't wait for you till you were on special. He paid. A high price for you. Listen, it goes on to say this. Therefore, listen, listen. Tell your neighbor, listen. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. His temple. This temple. You got to honor God. When we became Christians, the Holy Spirit, listen, church, came and started to live inside of you. When you gave yourself at the altar here, you open yourself and say, God, I don't want to do what I want to do. I repent of my ways. God, come into my life. Send the Holy Spirit, right? Amen. And the Holy Spirit just came in and took residence. You were baptized in the Holy Spirit right there. Come on, somebody say yes. Amen. He comes and he baptizes. He comes in, amen. He moves. We, 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 when we go in there, we got to understand, we, we live in a building that, that, that now becomes someone else's. Come on, when, when you go rent someplace or you rent it at times, amen, a house, an apartment, you try not to violate the building rules, right? They give you a list of rules. You can't do this, a lot of parties, all this stuff. Yeah, we, 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 we sign it and we say we're not going to do that. We don't want to violate. Otherwise, you get what? Kicked out, evicted, get out of here. Because our bodies, say my body, belongs to God, we must not violate his standards of living. Come on, somebody say hello. We must not allow things within the temple that pollutes it. Things we say, things we watch, things we think, we can't allow that. Are you following me? Why? Because it's a violation. You're, not, you're no longer of your own, right? You're bought at a high price. He paid a heavy, heavy, heavy price for you. He says, okay, I save you, but these are my conditions. And I can dwell in here. And I can live with you. And I can empower you. And I can give you everything that you need. But once you start to violate, then he moves out. Are you following me? In fact, what he's telling us also is that you no longer, you and I no longer, uh, come on, uh, are not alone anymore. Why? Because you'll always be with us. He's going to dwell with us. And so when he dwells with us, everywhere we go, guess what? He goes. He'll never forsake us. He'll never leave us, right? In, for, in John chapter 14, 17, it says, The Spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because they neither see him or know him, but you know him. Say, I know him. For he lives with you and will be with you. I thank God for the presence of the Holy Spirit inside my life. I, I thank God for our relationship that I have with him, amen. Because he's always there, church, to guide me and to help me. No matter what, amen. He rebukes me, he corrects me, and he leads me down the path that I need to walk in, amen. Let me tell you, I'm a man that seeks God before I take a step. Where are you going, pastor? I'm waiting on God. 
And then when I make a move, you better, tell, you better believe that God told me to make a move. I don't move unless he tells me. I, I, I won't jump unless he tells me. Church, I seek him. Not for my own intention, not for my own glory, not for anything, for me, me, me. It's all for him, him, him. I have a responsibility, not only for myself, but for you. And so when I say follow me as I follow Christ, you better believe I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen to him. I don't want to mislead you guys. Hello? And when you start to see that inside of me, then you start to start to move and say, okay, this is where we're moving. We're going to trust God. God's speaking to our church. He's speaking to the church. And when he says move, I move when I we keep on moving. Don't take steps in front of God. Did he really tell you to do that? Did he really tell you go that way? Did you really seek him for the direction that you're trying to go? Or you just do it because this is what I want to do. Church, we need to be a church of obedience. Because disobedience, the spirit of disobedience is loose in the earth today. And through that disobedient spirit that falls in the church, I'm not talking about the world. In the church, that's why the Bible says in, in the last days many will fall away. Because of their disobedience, because of their own choices, lovers of themselves, lovers of pleasure and of man and everything else instead of lovers of God. But the Bible goes on to say, don't have no association with those folks. But we have to continue to build and maintain that relationship. Tell your neighbors, stay consistent. You know, that, that scripture in Ephesians that they'll be blown away, tossed here and there. That's what happened to the church when the virus hit us. It's when pandemic, pandemic. <laughs> when this came, amen. Come on, those were the winds. Things started coming up, surfacing in the church, and it's all kinds of stuff. We, we, the church missed it, but God is so gracious. I said, God is so gracious. He's a gracious God. He loves us. He doesn't want anyone to perish. He doesn't want anyone to go to hell. But it took a while for us to get it. We got to stay solid. Upon the rock. So when the winds come and blow, huffing and puffing in your house, trying to knock you down, blow you down, you won't have a house of straw. You won't have a house of sticks, but of a solid rock. Devil, you can huff and puff all you want, but you're not blowing this house down. Why? Because I stand on his faith. I stand on his word. I stand on his promises. God, I repent for my selfishness. And God, let me just sit at your feet and get instructions from you. Because if you sit, church, and you listen, he'll speak. Because he's speaking now. 
He's speaking to your situation. He's speaking to your storm. He's speaking to everything that you're facing right now. He's speaking. And for some of you, he's saying, wait. Just wait. It's coming. Transformation is coming. Things are coming your way. The empowerment's coming. The fire is going to fall. It's falling, church. Grab it. Grab yours. Because if you don't want it, I'll grab it. I always need extra. <laughs> Man, I, I'm a fire taker. I'll take fire. I'm not scared of fire. I want fire. I want it to burn inside of me. And the more fire I have, the more I can illuminate for God. Can somebody say amen. amen. See, we got to continue to maintain and build it. Otherwise, we stop growing and we die. Just like any other relationship, if you don't maintain it, it goes away, church. Often we as Christians neglect building and maintaining our relationship with the Holy Spirit. We start to operate in our own strength. And when we do, church, we run out of power. The Pentecostal fire goes low in our spirit. We must keep the fire burning in our relationship. We need to cultivate that. Meaning that you have to do something. It's just not just waiting for the Holy Spirit, but you gotta cultivate that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta stir that up. Amen. Uh, couples, you gotta stir that in your marriages, right? You want the fire, the spark to be there, right? You bring the, the flowers, the candy, the creamer, whatever it is. Hallelujah. Woo, creamer. And the right one. And it wasn't on special. Come on, guys. When the Holy Spirit drops something to buy for your spouse, don't think about it. Just do it. Don't look at the price. That's the first thing we do. Oh, no, okay. That's, that's, not, that's not God. <laughs> Just do it. Whatever you spend, he'll, he'll, he'll give it back to you. He owns everything. So when he tells me to do something, I, I just say, okay, I'm going to grab it. I just, I just, I'll just grab it. Just a little, little nugget for you guys, all right? Those are married. Just, crack, just catch it. Just catch it. Leviticus chapter 6, verse 12 says, I say, wrap this up, guys. It says, the fire, must be keep, you know, the fire must be kept burning at the altar continuously. It must not go out. Here. It was to be attended constantly around the clock. Otherwise, the fire will go out, church. The same is with us. The Pentecostal fire of the Holy Spirit in our lives should never be allowed to go out. The fire must keep burning. You don't have to be in flames all the time, but there has to be a fire burning still, church. The flames will come. The excitement will come. But you cannot let yourself go low, low, amen. But you're going to have to start fanning it when it gets real low. It has to maintain a, a good heat in order to be consistent in your walk. And somebody say amen. First Thessalonians 5.19 says, don't stifle the Holy Spirit. In other words, it says, don't quench, which means don't put it out. Keep it burning. Tell your neighbor, keep it burning. Keep it burning. Hallelujah. Somebody say fire. 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 Somebody say, I need fire. I need fire. I need fire. 
You got to tell it. You got to say it. Amen. You, the devil has to see you swamp that. I want the fire of God. I want the Pentecostal fire in my life that will float upon the relations that surround me within the church that unites me to the body of Christ. It's fire that does that church. When you start to feel singled out, when you start to feel uh, thinking of your own thing, and it says, God, I need some fire because I need to burn away these desires, these selfish desires of me, 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 when it's about you and us. It's about you and us. It's never about me. I don't belong to myself. I can't tell God I don't want to preach today. I don't belong to myself. I belong to him. And I just stand sometimes in faith. I said, God, you're going to help me. He says, don't worry, son. I never left you. You just open your mouth, and I'll give you the words to say. And I'll bring the fire up. Sometimes I feel low sometimes because there's things that hit my life and stuff. And all of a sudden, I start preaching the word, and the word just starts. (sighs) Come on, it's like throwing wood in the fire. (sighs) And I just get excited. (laughs) I just love God, don't you? Oh, man, I love the Holy Spirit. Oh, my Lord. He's, he truly, truly is my best friend. If you don't have a best friend, shame on you. If you say, I don't have a best friend, you do. Because we all have a friend with the Holy Spirit. He's your best friend. He is your best friend. He'll never lie to you. He'll never tell you what you want to hear. He'll tell you straight up. He'll, oh, my Lord. He'll walk with you, talk with you. He'll sleep with you. He'll, he'll do whatever. He's in the grind with you. When you're going through all the fire of the world, he says, I'm right here to bring the fire that will just outshine the fire of this world. I'm always with you. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So next time you grab a coffee for yourself in the morning, get another second cup and just put it there and see what happens. (laughs) Wouldn't it be funny if you went back and it was empty? I would be, I would be, I would say, God, you're right here with me. I don't get surprised or scared when it becomes things like that supernaturally. You can't. It has to be God. (laughs) It has to be God. There's things that God does, man, that just blows my mind. God is the holder of time. Did you know that? Uh, He blows my mind. There's times where I'm, I'm late. I am late. And then I clock in. Oh, I'm right on time. Why? (laughs) He's the holder of time. It's silly to you guys, but it shows me who he is. Because I know where I was, but he held time for me. Time stopped. You didn't even know. You you were working on Oh, man, he's holding time for Pastor Art again. (laughs) And then you guys are... <laughs> That's how I see my God. Amen. He's he's such oh man. He's awesome. I have a great relationship with, with the Holy Ghost, with the Spirit of God. He makes me laugh. I mean, there's times I'm just laughing by myself. You think I'm laughing by myself, but he's telling me a joke. And sometimes he's talking about you guys sometimes too. <laughs> And I said, okay. They're not mean. Don't worry. He doesn't talk mean about you guys, but he makes me laugh about you guys sometimes. And I said, yeah. <laughs> I love her too. 
Praise the Lord. Amen? I'm going to close today. Amen. The people of God, are we people of God in this place? We should be walking in the Spirit and flowing in His gifts. Enjoying, listen, enjoying His presence and stirring up the fire that He has placed within us. Those are the ones who are going to make a difference in this world in these last days. Let's be transformed and not ignore, listen, the presence, His presence, so that you and I can declare.